The Free Pizza Podcast is proudly sponsored by Lucky House MFG. Lucky House is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry. They offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have the amazingly talented uh, Tony Veritas in here. What's up, Tony? What's up, man? Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. Yo, backstory on Tony, because I, like I, I like to give backstories on how I met some of these amazing people. We met at Moog Fest, what, 2015? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're part of the, the, the I guess, the content uh, creation squad, and... Mm-hmm. I just been a fan ever since. So, <laughs> you know, that was <laughs> that was that was a crazy event that we covered uh and we made it. you were in the video part. Were you a photo or video? I've done it a couple of times so I think the time that I came I was on photo and then I came back for a video. Okay, that makes sense. So you're working with uh Ian and uh Camilo and all of them. Mm, Camilo, absolutely. Dude, that's the that's the homie right there. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Camilo. Um but yeah, I mean you're absolutely. all around, you're doing a lot of stuff. I mean, would you say you're a creative director as well? Uh, yeah, um, and titles get kind of weird. Um, you know, I think that the fluidity of, uh, you know, creativity when you're, when you're on set or on a project or something like that, you, you tend to wear a lot of different hats, but yeah, I, I'd love to, to wear that one. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can see it in your work too, of how you bring some of those ideas you have to life and we're going to dive on in. But first let's talk about, um, your last name, because I think that's an awesome story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, give us some background on your last name. Yeah. Okay. So it's pronounced uh, Veritas, uh, not Veritas, like people say La Maritas. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, Tony Veritas. <laughs> uh, Veritas is uh, it's Latin for the word truth, and um, I want you know my art to be a true representation of, of everything I do. It's not my legal last name. Uh, it's it's more like a you know a creative uh, pseudonym. I get it from my mother. She did over twenty years in TV and radio, and uh, her radio name was Tracy V. The TV on your radio. So with her being like my biggest supporter, uh, you know, I adopted that. And, and as homage to her as a creative, uh, you know, I'm the TV on your IG or FB or whatever they got going these days. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's amazing. I'm sure her seeing your growth over the years into what you're doing is just I'm sure she is so proud of you, man. For real, man. Um, that's that's really one of my goals, uh, you know, put on for the fam and for the city. Um, I was actually looking at old pictures of, of her uh, Mother's Day and like seeing her like hanging out with James Brown. I'm like, yeah, I, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it never stops, man. That's that is amazing, dude. Well, cool, man. Let's kind of yeah. let's go back in time, man. Let's go back to where this kind of all started for you. So give us give us that um, the information, man. Was it, was it video, photo or was it something else or where did it start? Uh, honestly, I'd have to say it started with uh, video. Uh, I, I wanted to be a, a filmmaker when I was younger. Um, also, like a, for a short stint, I wanted to make video games. I was really inspired by stuff like Metal Gear, yeah. just the you know intricate storylines. And my dad always had me watching kung fu flicks and sci-fi, so like, I had this strong like foundation of like you know the post-apocalyptic Neo Tokyo type stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I loved anime. I love Akira, and um, you know, like it just just putting all that into movies. Uh, Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino were like my top two. I was like, I want to make movies like that. 
over the top, you know, exciting, like just like cult, cult classics. Dude, and, um, yes. Yeah, man. So, right, so that kind of sparked up from video games, then. That's, that's, that's kind of crazy. You're right, man. Yeah, like, yeah. just, like, all the content taken in as, as a child, you know, like, um, I, I was not really an outdoors kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I was, uh, um, you know, I had a lot of screens in front of me, man. So, I was, uh, you know, looking at video games and movies and stuff and just wanting to be able to to replicate that and that, that feeling that, you know, you watch a movie and you're like, oh, man, I want to be a Transformer. I want to be a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to give that feeling to people. That's dope. So, so going to what, so what was your first tool you received to start kind of creating these uh these uh these bodies of work what did you what, what camera or you know what you get first technically and this is like so weird um it was a computer so i didn't have a camera at the time i couldn't afford one and like in the family you know computer tight so um i had a computer i used windows movie maker mm. and i used to take gifts and like these sprites from fighting games, like the isolated sprites. And I would make music videos with like Street Fighter sprites and GIFs. Like that's how, I, that's literally how I started. What? Yeah, what? man, I would, I would stitch them together. I remember I did like Kanye's Big Brother with Ken and Ryu. Like it's just like, just random stuff, man. Oh my gosh, dude, that is, that's some humble beginnings right there, dude. That's why. For, for real. <laughs> So Eventually I got a camera in high school, but oh sorry. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. So the high school, go with that. Yeah, in high school, uh, I remember they got me my first camera, and I just started recording everything. I took my camera with me everywhere, and uh, I just got archive footage of like friends freestyling, you know, what I'm saying just BSing <laughs> outside and everything, like just just capturing stuff and making stuff out of it. Not necessarily having a direction of where where it could go, which uh, really helped me out later on in uh, my creative process absolutely i mean because you're not, not to jump ahead too far but i mean you're working on music videos kind of documentary work wedding stuff so you kind of you really are all over the place with your with your with your work yes sir yeah. which uh, a lot of people they they tend to frown upon you know they think you should be like really good at one specific thing mm -hmm. like and and they, they kind of frown on the jack of all trades thing i think it's just perspective like i look at myself as an apex predator like mm -hmm. you know like you do you do like a lot of different things and um you know you can do a lot of them proficiently yeah yeah i mean i would personally rather be a kind of a jack of all trades anyways i would that would kind of keep me on my toes as far as you know keeping the flow going of you know my creative juices if i was doing one thing all the time i don't know if i'd be able to do it for sure i look yeah. at it like uh like like mentorship like i i see myself as for a forever student mm. so if it's something that i haven't done hell yeah i'm gonna jump into it and try to see if i can learn more and just put it into my basket for other things absolutely bro so let's jump back to um high school so you say you're filming your friends rap battles and just filming everything so we need to kind of hone in that this is something that you want to pursue seriously was it back then or was it later on um, I think it was around that time, man. Um, I, I started to like flirt with the idea of college or like a film academy or stuff like that. It it just seemed like something that I could do. Um, it's kind of weird to use this guy as like an example, but Soldier Boy being like one of the pioneers of the internet, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. Even at the time in high school, I wasn't. But like to see somebody like go viral. In a sense, I was like, oh, wow, we get it. Our generation has the tools like we were born in, on the Internet, basically, mm -hmm. you know, and 
we it's, it's just like the it's it's free range it's, it's open territory so when that clicked for me i was like oh man like and now you think about what social media is today it's like oh we got it like we were we were early oh absolutely soldier boy is definitely and he's still doing shit too which is super right. wild <laughs> you know shout out soldier boy he dude's going crazy even behind <laughs> the scenes so that's great and i thought yeah. i think it's great that we kind of grew up in that era of when social media wasn't too huge but it was still cool and you were able to you know there was a, there were a lot of firsts on the internet you know and we saw that happen and that definitely was connected to like our creativity and stuff like that so as you went on i guess in high school and stuff did you hone in on anything particular did you kind of keep it kind of loose or did you want to kind of enhance a certain skill um, what were you doing you know later in those years see secretly i was making music which is something that a lot of people oh. have no idea like and when i said i was doing music uh i was on this uh project for lupe fiasco's uh lepn blog i was doing like local shows like i was doing music music so like what uh music right <laughs> i had a whole different performing name uh a lot of my friends from college and high school know me as why not which is tony spelled backwards <laughs> it was like it was it's like this man he's lived a thousand lives <laughs> <laughs> so do you take a break from like the other stuff or did you kind of focus in on the music and i used visual? it i used it to uh to to boost other stuff like i knew the end goal was to be in visuals okay and it's kind of like the jamie jamie fox approach it's like i'm gonna do stand-up comedy i'm also drop a, a r&b album or yes fresh prints you know movies television like i've always um, had issue when people tell me like you you need to only do one thing mm. like that doesn't really um, I don't know it just doesn't it doesn't seem I don't know it, it just doesn't it seem right you. like you know when people say two plus two is four like I'm a two plus two is, is five kind of guy yes yeah. I, I don't know I mean life is just more com- so, it's, just, it's it's so much it's so complex to where you can do all those things and it's not really that overwhelming and I guess a lot of people just don't kind of understand that so you know different folks you know. Yeah. yeah, I've always uh, told myself that, like, I think that when people say stuff like that, it's kind of because they can't grasp the concept for themselves of doing it. Mm. And like, you know, you can't you can't blame them for that. Like, you know, just shoot your shot. And if you do it, then cool. And now somebody else will see that and be encouraged next time they approach that thought process. Absolutely. And also you came from a home to where your mom was you know, personality. So you you kind of got firsthand, <laughs> you know, representation of how that right. can work. So. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that, Absolutely. about growing up in that kind of environment. How was that for you? Um, man, it was like, uh, I don't want to say bittersweet. It was like um, uh, like yin and yang because mm-hmm. my father, uh, prior military and law enforcement. So like <laughs> you have like this strong authoritarian um, type of atmosphere mixed with like this free love hippie, you know, as a mom, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, <laughs> she is. You know, she's a bubbly uh, personality and seeing seeing that uh, social butterfly mixed with uh, lots of structure. So, um, like I said, you know, those are those will be things that later really set me apart um, in my career path, because artists, you know, we 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 struggle to keep our you know both feet on the ground um, and keep our heads in the clouds. But, you know, being around somebody who's really um, really bubbly, energetic and creative and artistic, they feel that. And then the other side with pops, you know, keeping things, you know, uh, practical, uh, which is something that I really, uh, you know, appreciated from him. Camilo spoke on that on his episode. Mm. Just a small plug. Shout out to Camilo. Yes, yes, um, yes. 
you know, that practical side is something that artists uh, tend to, you know, let fall by the wayside. So just growing up with that balance was really fun. That's awesome. And is that something that your parents kind of te- taught you as far as you pursuing this is to make sure you hold the balance and kind of keep your feet grounded and all that? Um, it was more so of uh, an internal choice. I think that I saw two split, uh, you know, lifestyles um, mm. that happened happen to work out in romance. And uh, I chose for myself the best of both worlds. Yes, that's that's literally the best way. You, that's the best outcome <laughs> of that. You know, you take the best of best of both, the best of who they are and kind of put that into yourself. So that's perfect. For sure. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, so moving on into, let's see, I guess later in high school, were you i mean you're doing both but like when did i guess the visual part kind of like step ahead of music because you did you still be doing music now no 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 no. um i think that's i think it's a young man's game (laughs) (laughs) i hate that because it's because you're not wrong there's there's not many artists you hear out coming you know coming up after the age of probably what what 20 25 in that age range so right after that it's kind of you doing it for fun I feel like if I stayed with it, yeah, but it's one of those things like, you know, perseverance, um, you know, is really going to be the difference maker. Um, I think like Nipsey Hussle said it a lot in his interviews of like the only difference between him and a lot of other people and his success is that he didn't quit. Mm. And um, I decided to pour my efforts into the visual stuff, man. I wanted to like make my music and shoot my own videos until the point where I didn't have to make music anymore. It was like kind of like Kanye making beats until yes. he could beat the rep, you know. That's yes. all it was. Just just following, you know, the steps of Titans before. That's dope. So the music kind of segued you into becoming what you are now. So that's that's dope. Oh yeah, man. Music is is definitely like my heaviest influence on um on like my creative process, music and fashion. Dang. Okay. Okay. Let's just, just jump into that actually. It's a good segue. So when did at what age or what time period in your life did you kind of like the visual part kind of started you know kind of making its way ahead of the music stuff were you getting were you getting hit up to do a lot of music videos for other friends or were you doing other stuff or what happened um people really were entertained and excited by the the videos that i was making in school mm-hmm. um the the music too but it was really like how do you know how to do this like we don't have the tools of, available and it was just i think that growing up and i should have started with this but growing up in a city like fayville it's a military town. Mm. It's not really folks on the arts at all. So you're forced to be cre- more creative than the average bear, you know? Yes. So, like, I think that's what really, um, I, I guess I, I, I got addicted to the feeling of that that celebration. They're like, wow, how how did you pull that off with zero resources? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep, it's almost like puzzles. Like, whenever you'd create something out of nothing, you're like, man, look at this puzzle that puzzle that I solved. Dang, honestly, that's a very good metaphor for life, man. Of wow, I never really thought about that at all. <laughs> that's what I mean. Which really our life is is just a bunch of puzzle pieces getting put together slowly. So for sure, that's dope. Okay, so I'm curious, how were you able to hone in those skills being from a town like that? The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I hate to make it sound like, you know, it, it's it's something unsavory. But, like, I guess jealousy, man. Like, looking at metropolitan areas. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible. But, like, 
I'm be, I gotta be transparent on these things. So like, I look at areas like New York, Miami, Cali. I was like, dang man, like they, they look so cool. Well, I can make it look cool here. Like you know, <laughs> you have this this grit about you. That's like you know, people looking at your city like you know they they don't have anything to you know cheer about. Which like now in modern times, they're like, oh, J Cole, Fantasia. We've got like a long list of like heroes and all different kinds of uh, vocational skills that that's dope in the Ville, but. You know, I was growing up. It's like if you weren't playing ball, like what were you like, doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, dang. So, so okay, so the jealousy. I like that. <laughs> Honestly, you can use jealousy to your advantage if you're if you think about it correctly. Right. So I'm I'm actually very impressed by that. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's so dope. Okay, so obviously that fueled you. So. Back then, I mean, because right now on YouTube and stuff, you can learn literally anything you want in the world. So, but yeah. back then it was a little tougher. I don't know if you maybe you read books or just kind of just it was all trial and error. Was it pretty much trial and error for you? Yeah, man, a lot, a lot of trial and error with the computer that we had. It was it was old, so it was like if it broke, you know, it, it is what it is. So like me trying to figure it out um, and eventually getting access to the internet, man, I Google everything or ask Jeeves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I'm a nerd at heart, dog. So like I'm I'm always researching and like I said, forever a student, man. As much as I can learn from the ground up, I'm gonna figure it out. Yo, that is dope. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. So, um, did you go to college? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you go to college? Did you go for visual arts? Um, so <laughs> I wanted to go to to New York Film Academy. Couldn't okay. afford it. Um, wanted to go to Full Sail, couldn't afford it, but I got a full ride scholarship to Fable State University, uh, yeah. HBCU. So it was an HBCU, which was a culture shock for me for being an indoors kid. <laughs> 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 Super culture shock, man. Like, I'm not even going to. It was great. Yes. It's a great experience for me. <laughs> I learned, learned a lot really fast. Oh, I mind you, I was skateboarding the class, man, and like, playing the acoustic guitar under under the tree in the grass that was not what college, like oh my god i quickly learned like that's not how it's not oh, how we roll out here. bro i bet you were getting clowned bro fried every day man so <laughs> you know be like here comes john mirror dog <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, that, I, I did go to college. I went uh, double majored in theater and mass comm. Okay. Um, I started putting my uh, my focus towards like, okay, if you're going to be like really dope at something, you need to know all parts of it. So I really dove into acting. So um, I started competing. Uh, Irene Ryan award winning stage actor wow. to be a good director. Like in order to be a good director, you should know how stage lights work. You should be a stage manager. You should be a, a casting director. You should do all the things in order to be proficient at your job. Yo, so I spent the next four years doing that. <laughs> that's actually very smart. I didn't even didn't think about that. You know, appreciate it, man. That's wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And the mass comm obviously is good yeah. too for what you're doing too, because that's, that's all kind of relevant to kind of what you've become. What you've become. So that's dope. Yeah, they didn't have a film major, so like I figured, you know, create it. It's it's the same thing with everything else in life. Like I didn't have the resources, so it's like I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but rather fuel to you know make make my place in the world just like anybody else. Yes, absolutely. So were you? So obviously you were making videos and stuff back then too. You just kind of just made it from your own ideas. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I started using uh, like kind of like the 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 love for for self image and, and kind of vanity, just kind of playing off of that on the campus. People love getting their photos taken. Mm. The fraternity, the fraternities, which I, I later joined, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, these organizations wanted their probates filmed. They wanted uh, you know their their organizations, their photos. Like everybody on campus wanted things captured. Yes. So I started just you know. I used the the, um, the the comm department's equipment to shoot it because, like, if you were a comm major, you had free reign access to these old dusty ass cameras. Oh my and shit. god! So, so I just started using the stuff that they had. Like, it's just a, like it's weird. I didn't really think about this until being on this podcast. So, like, I've always been like, oh, whatever you got, I'm a I'm a use it and figure it out. Yes. So I turned that into a job. Uh, like they, we made a job at the school called director of videography. I captured the games. I captured uh, commencements, everything. And they ended up starting to pay me. Like what? I was like, okay, I can, I can turn a passion into a paycheck. Oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> oh, bro. I bet that was so just eye-opening. Why you in college? I was just thinking in college, you wonder how you're going to make money after college. And you started kind of finding that you can do what you want to do while you were still in college. So that's amazing exactly like you you just like whenever you find something that you really want to do just finding a way to to make it happen despite you know the adversities or whatever yo that is that is phenomenal so so i'm curious when did so did the because you talking about more video work before you got into the college area did the photo work come because they needed it at the university yeah so um i ended up taking a photography class which is weird because everybody's like i thought you never took i was like yeah well i sucked (laughs) so i I took a photography class in high school i actually went to an early college so like my the college that i went to and the high school were connected and they allowed us to take college courses and i took photography under shane booth Mm. and uh i was terrible man i didn't understand it i didn't i was just so like i was like i don't even count it but the one thing that um really stuck out to me is that uh, when I told him that I wanted to make movies and film, he said, well, all video is is stills strung together. Mm. I don't know why I didn't think of it like that, but after he said that, like, boom. I was like, yeah, I can take photos too. It's just like pressing pause on a DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, honestly, you're right. That's exactly what it is. So, you know, like, that's that's how I got into the photography as well. And then, um, you know, listening to the stories behind them and not just on a business perspective, you have this uh, this exchange of realities and you start to get into documentaries mm. and like, you know, just stitching stories together and storytelling. Like it's not just capturing or, you know, making some bread like you're really uh, documenting. So I got into journalism as well. Like it's just, oh, man, Dang, that kind of open your world then, man. It really did, man. Like um, I'm thankful for. The experience is good and bad because it, it really helps shape my perspective now, which I, I just I'd be coasting, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, is it to people listening? It's, it's it really is a grueling process. I mean, Tony makes it look very good, very easy, and his work now is beautiful. But it, the hours spent to get to that point is just insane. So yeah, dog, I'd be stressed, man. <laughs> <laughs> make it look easy but i'd be stressed dog. you really do because i'm trying to get in the video so watching yourself i'm like how in the world <laughs> i am so frustrated every day because i'm trying you know just, every day i just try something new with video and it's like i don't see how he got to that point but i'm gonna keep on going right so patience is the name of the game dog it's a it's a marathon not a sprint you know what i'm saying bro you are not lying okay so um 
you get through college theater and uh, mass com. So, and you were obviously you're getting paid to do what you like to do while you're in college. So, did that transpire well after? Um, you would have thought so, but absolutely not, man. Oh. Worst time, the worst time. So, like, I graduated and I thought the world was my oyster, man. I had like I had two degrees, great GPA. I was making money. Like, I was like, all right, where the jobs at? But <laughs> then nobody want to hire me, dog. They're like, you know, what? what's your job experience? And I had only worked at my school. So, like, you know, I had a I had a job, like, at Rite Aid over the summer mm. at high school. But, like, I had no, like, career jobs where, you know, you know how they always say, you need five years of experience yeah. to get this job. And it's yeah. like, how do I get the experience? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chance. Right. So, um, I couldn't, I couldn't get, like, a, a regular job. Um, so, I, I, um, I hooked up with one of my friends that uh, he was working on a film set for a movie. Mm. And I have to be very careful uh, about how I say this, which is like, oh, this is like juicy. This is salacious. So like I, I was on a film set working on a, a sci-fi film based off of a video game. Okay. Sounds like a great opportunity. It was the first time of my you know, young career being you know, in the industry. And uh, I'm working as a grip which is like someone that moves lights and helps build stuff like you're you're a grunt on set just mm-hmm. kind of like moving things along very important but you know people not as uh you know star studded as um you know a director yeah. so yeah. i start working on that set and i bring my camera and start taking pictures and video for behind the scenes stuff to try to secure you know a, a higher position for myself i always look for an opportunity in the situation mm-hmm. so we start getting behind the scenes stuff and I post this video on Instagram. This is the days when it's like 15 second uh, Instagram clips, yep, right? Yep, yep. So we finish uh, a pilot, uh, like a short bit of the, the film uh, so you can get funding. And I post my clip of behind the scenes on, on my Instagram saying like, hey, if you need a videographer or a grip on set, you know, hit me up, here's my email. Thought it was harmless. This guy calls oh. me from a private number and he's like, well, I don't know if I can say, can I, can I cuss on this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. He was like, you guys are fucked. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. I see you, see you leak my movie on some, some app. Oh my God. I was like, what? So there was this legal battle. He took me and another, my friend that I, I linked up with to, uh, to go to court over what he claimed was leaking his film, which we never did. Yeah. Uh, he, lo- he lost his case against me, but um, it, was, it was just bizarre. The dude was absolutely insane, but my first experience in the industry was a lawsuit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was a lawsuit. And then after he lost the case, he started putting death threats on my life. Uh, my pops, who's law enforcement, wasn't playing that. So I had to oh, get, heck a restra- no. right, get a restraining order from the dude. Like, I still have all the documents from it. It's the craziest experience to start off uh, in the career. So I'm sure after you- that. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm sure you had a very positive mindset after that. Right. I was like, dog, I did. It, it was weird. Like, I'm a, how be real. I, I'm a follow the rules kind of guy. I'm not like a super square, but like, I, I, I don't like to shake the table too much or used to not to. Okay. And, um, and at the time, I was like, man, I did everything right. And this dude took me to court. I was crushed. I was mortified. I was just like, it was, it was, it was a tough time. And then after that experience, uh, there was a, a producer that I linked up with that was a con artist. Like, what? I had two really, yeah, man, two really bad back-to-back experiences entering into this to really set the tone for like, hey, are you built for this, bro? 
Oh, like it was. Oh my god. I, I relocated out to like West Virginia, and we were gonna work on this B movie. He had a real director, real cast, and everything, but uh, he himself was a con man, and we all came out. It was it was bad, and he disappeared overnight. Changed the locks for the places where we were supposed to be staying at. Like it was a, it was another like bad, wild should be on TV experience. What? <laughs> yeah, bro. He has like I think to this day he has like eighteen Facebook profiles. Like the wildest experiences you could think of. Those were my first entering into the industry. Yeah. Now I'm thankful for it now because it's like all right, I I kind of know. That, that taught me to, I need to know some legal stuff too and make sure like my papers are legit. Like just make sure I know what I'm doing when I'm getting into something and don't be so bright-eyed bushy-tailed and just jump into it. Yes, yes. Can't be too, so, can't be too naive in the industry. Absolutely, you know bro. But you learned that from those experiences. So, I mean, I'm happy that that happened to you in a way. For sure, man. Yeah. And I hate to be like so long-winded, but like, this is like a really crazy journey. So like after those two things, um, I came back home. I was super embarrassed. Oh, family, friends, church, everybody was like, you know, are you back? Are you still working on the movie? And I was not honest, man. I was like, yeah, we're taking a break right now. I'll be back to, bro, I was uh, sleeping in my car. Uh, I I showered at the uh, at, at Fable State. Uh, when the football players would leave after their practice, I would go in there after them um to to shower i was like crashing with my frat brothers like nobody knew that like things had gone bad and i because i was so embarrassed i don't even know why like stuff happens <laughs> like, yeah, that's, you know? that happens like every day all the time so but i mean coming from you as you try to get into the industry and obviously you were you said you're bright-eyed bushy-tailed and you're very excited and you know you want you want to tell that story to your family when you get home you know yeah it's because like a lot of them were like you know uh you know to be honest, a lot of them are like, you need a practical job, maybe go into the military or, or, or do some things that, you know, make a little bit more sense. So coming back home was like admitting that they were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pride thing at that point. It's just like, nah, screw that. I want to just right. make it till I make it. <laughs> so Exactly, exactly. Wow. So those things happened, came back, and I, I picked up, uh, I just decided to grind and do it, do it myself. So I picked up five jobs. I uh, opened up at Piero's downtown in the morning. It's an Italian restaurant. Wow. Uh, I would change in the bathroom and close at Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, I would DJ on the weekends for five-star entertainment. Um, and then in between days, I would work at Best Buy in the streetwear boutique uh, Hungry Hooligans downtown. How in the... Whoa. Rewind. Oh, right. <laughs> my God. So at this point, you're working like hour. I mean, your weeks are gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. The I mean, way I saw it and to, to be transparent, um, you know, I was really depressed at that time and I didn't trust myself with free time. Oh, uh, so anybody that's listening, man, that that struggles with uh, that has struggled with or is struggling with depression, man, please hang in there and know that, you know, your life has worth and meaning. Don't let, you know, the social media or anybody else is trying to get you down, like try to deter you from that, because I was in a dark place. I refused to have free time because I didn't trust myself. Yo, that's that's some deep shit, dude. That's uh, it's some courage yeah. to admit that, man. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, I didn't even think about how people, because I know a lot of workaholics, yeah. and that makes a lot of sense of why some people are like that. Yeah, you don't have to deal with yourself, which you know, what I'm saying, with a, a lot of people that are you know maybe experiencing hardships during uh, 
this virus that like um you know you're you you have to face yourself you have nothing to do but deal with your own shit and i think that it, uh it's important that at some point in time we all you know do that self-inventory yes absolutely so were you so at that time i'm guessing you weren't really doing a lot of photo video work no i, I wasn't man uh, i was just trying to you know stay stable mentally mm. and um I don't know if we have any listeners that are that are spiritual at all, but like I was, I remember working and uh, guys saying like, "This is not what I created you to do. Uh, quit." Mm. So I was like, man, "Man, I don't even like Best Buy. I'm gonna go ahead. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that." But then he's like, "No, I said quit." So I quit all five jobs. No like way. A, like a crazy person, and then that same following week, um, I got booked for North Carolina Fashion Week. <laughs> for my what? first like big big gig man it was so weird it was like you know obedience man like i did that and right after that uh you know that came in i started um you know trying to link up with other creatives uh because i had five jobs i had a little money and i moved downtown and i started like going to businesses every day just walking down uh the main street called hay street mm-hmm. i go into a business patronize a business and if i liked it i was like hey do you guys uh, have any video services, photo? Like, people should know about this. I bring a friend, patronize their business again, and start building a rapport. You know, yeah. I think that's really key with, with clientele now. You know, you build a rapport. And then from there, when I got booked for the, the fashion week, I just started gathering a team, you know, scouting like, you know, Nick Fury and, uh, and Avengers, just looking for other dope creatives that wanted to just make something shake. Is that the birth of, of Core? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay, so we had okay. This, we had we had this organization called Atite. It's like not a real word. It sounds African. Like Atite, my friends. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it stands for Aspire to Inspire Till I Expire. Oh wow! And it was yeah, and it was like my own like project of like kind of saving my own mental, like aspiring to be more uh, until I expire, just to you know build and create and collaborate. So. um I started linking with other people. We built this little squad, this little garage band of creatives, uh, which would later be the business model for Core Studio. Yo, that is insane. So how were you able to scout out these different individuals? Um, man, social media, using yeah. that to my advantage. And then, like, uh, I'm real big on uh, face-to-face communication. Yes. Like, um, I meet people. Like, I met you, and it was a life-changing experience, man. We're still friends to this date. Yes, absolutely. So, like, you know, to, to this day. To this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> um, so, like, I love meeting people, sharing my story, hearing theirs. I take their portrait or do some video where we create together. It's like this whole um, ritual, almost. It's almost ritualistic the way that I do it. Like, I love meeting them and then creating with them. It's this this... I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it. It's just ritualistic. That's dope. I mean, combining like combining like minds and the different creative minds together is just always amazing. So I can I definitely see what you mean by that. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So ar- around the time that we met, I think was in the Atite days, and um, I was trying to get my homies to to go shoot it. At the time, one of our uh, crew members was Joseph Bloomer. I mm-hmm. think he shot with you guys too uh, during Moog Fest. Yes. And um, it was just like you know step and repeat we would uh figure out who wanted to do the photo on the subject who wanted to do video on it and we would just like what i now see as project management (laughs) yes yes so we had no idea that we were doing the things that you know pros were doing we just didn't have the the verbiage for it 
you just i mean you so say you going with the flow with it you was like hey this is working out we're working together cool but it's kind of a bigger thing at hand you know what you're doing is actually very impressive to a lot of people so i appreciate it so when we had the crew together uh we linked up with uh one of our friends that um had some some capital to do something big in the city for the arts and we opened up a gallery we had a uh, gallery 116 and um, we worked there, um, you know, doing showcases for local artists to kind of like build an art scene in our city because it didn't exist. Mm, like, mm. so nobody had ever seen street photography like like how we were doing it. Nobody had ever seen, you know, like black creatives. Yeah. Like it was, I don't know, it was just like a really wild time. And from the gallery, I ended up meeting my business partner, uh, Corey who um, invested in me um, with our studio uh, for, for core. And it's, I don't know, man, it's just, it's just out of nowhere. snow. I don't want to say out of nowhere, but it just snowballed after all the bad shit in the beginning. Like it just snowballed, <laughs> snowballed into this wonderful, wonderful opportunity, man. That's dope. I mean, like you said before, man, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a game of patience and that's exactly what it was with you, man. And just, that's, that's, that's phenomenal. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. So, all right. So you had the studio, had the investing in that, and you had a crew of people to work with. So, how were you able to expand, get clientele, and kind of work more together? Um, I I would say charm. You know, what I'm saying I really uh, I I I think that I don't even remember how the the saying goes, but they say you can attract more with honey than you can with vinegar. And I think that, um, you know, in the South, they, they say that, I don't know why you want to attract flies, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever the, whatever the case, I think what they try to say is like, you know, using your manners and just being like a good person, me going to businesses, patronizing their business by, you know, spending money there, building relationships, making friends. Yes. And I think that, um, a lot of things in my life are based off of relationship mm. and not circumstance. Yes. Like, if you've ever had a homie that you know that you could call up at any time in the night to come help you out, like, that's the type of relationship that I'm building with people. I want them to know that they can rely on me um, in and outside of, you know, uh, work. Yeah. So that's how that's how I built my clients. My clients are also, and they say you shouldn't mix, you know, business with that, but I think there's a there's an art to that as well. Um, you know, respecting each other's boundaries, but I definitely build relationships with my clientele. Uh, in order to secure, you know, secure the bag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dang, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time because people ask that the one of the things is when people get into the creative industry is how do I keep making money and get in contact with these brands and all that. And it's really what you say, man. It's being kind and going to find the work, you know. Because um, the thing is, there's a lot of talented creatives that can do what you can do, but not all of them can make the connections you can make. You know, and that's what really pushes you forward in this industry. So that's that's amazing that you do that so well. Absolutely. I, I think that people should like maximize on their opportunities. I had a, a friend of mine that uh, wanted me to shoot some stuff for him in Chicago. Mm. So I looked up all the Chicago creatives that I knew and I offered to do an interview with them because a part of Atite, we wanted to like showcase artists that were like really grinding and showing people that you know it doesn't matter how old or young or whatever you know you identify and box yourself in as like you can do it too so i hit up uh swopes that's dope <laughs> you know, yes yeah, I, I, I interviewed swopes i interviewed to, uh, toby shinobi um i mean there's a long list of people that that we've shot by just shooting our shot man i shot it i, I sent out an email and like you know told them 
how much I love their work. Like even with you coming to to me about the podcast, like I wanted to make sure I listened to as many episodes as I could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I I really enjoyed yours as well, and like I need to pick up a book if you still have any available. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna ask, ask, ask for your address after this. I got you for sure. So like I think just like really, and and you don't do it just to like you know, like, oh, I'm going to make sure I, I, I shout out this person so they're on my good side. Like, truly build a relationship with a person. Like, I genuinely, like, want to, like, have a beer with you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I even drink beer, dog. Yeah. Need some pizza, though. <laughs> yeah. Because we get some coffee or tea because I'm the same way. <laughs> right. So, um, I think that just, like, when you when you hit your grave, you know what I'm saying, what are people going to say about you, you know? Like, was yeah. you was you out finessing or was you, you know, building relationships and, you know, making memories? So I'm about Yo, I freaking love that, man. So I'm, I'm actually curious about this trip to Chicago. So you went to Chicago. You did the thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. How, how, um, so how was that? Uh, it was fun, man. It was equally terrifying um, because, uh, like I said, I, I was very sheltered growing up. I wasn't really an outdoors kid. Mm. So what seems normal to most people, like, hey, let's hit the beach this weekend. I'm like, but but what if what if we run out of gas? What if we drown? Like, <laughs> what if we run out? I'm that guy or used to be that guy, you know, so uh, post graduation, I just started, you know, try, just trying stuff out like I, I was I was very naive. So I was just diving into stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, it worked out sometimes, sometimes it didn't. But I survived. And after surviving, when it doesn't work out, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, I'll fly to Chicago for a weekend, you know, like, yeah, figure it out when I get there, you know, and that's that's what I did for a lot of stuff, man. I just started traveling. I've been uh, Miami, New York, uh, D.C., Colorado, like all over the U.S., even out of the country. I've been to Guatemala filming out there. Like, Wow. Just, yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah, so, man. Guatemala. So was that all for, was that all work or pleasure or both? Um, it was, I would say both and even also like mission work, too. So okay. like uh, maximizing on opportunities uh, going out to uh, serve a community in this uh, small village called Shinako. So I stayed there for uh, quite some time teaching English and, um, you know, just filming the, the land and getting to know people. I actually made friends out there um, and plan to go back, you know, when, when funds are right. Um, and this, this Corona thing. This world down. is right. <laughs> yeah. Well, this world is right for real. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I just like to see and learn about other people. I find other people so fascinating because I felt like a lot of my life I was like in four walls. So, mm, you mm. know, Dang. my creativity is like getting out of that box. <laughs> Absolutely. And I guess out of those, some of those places, like where's, what's been your favorite so far? Favorite Colorado. Colorado. Hands down. <laughs> I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, man. For one obvious, you know, immature reason. <laughs> there's, okay. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's so, um, but aside from that, um, like it's beautiful. I'm not really an outdoorsy guy, yeah. but sudden, suddenly, you know, when I'm in Colorado, I'm having a great time. I had this, um, this project I was working on called the 30 hours tour where, um, I decided oh, I to, those. yeah, man, yes, the video. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um, I tried to do like every two years, I would take a cross country trip from, uh, North Carolina to West coast and I would drive through like eight to 10 different states and just document photo video just like what what's going on and um yeah man when i re reached colorado for the first time it changed my life like to this day i want to retire and tell you ride colorado no way that's yeah man yeah it's beautiful out there the temperatures are perfect there's so much scenery 
I'm a sucker for like uh, like rust colors and the, the desaturated greens, like the desert. Like, oh, it's just okay. It's, yeah, which other people are like desert. What? I'm like, nah, bro. Give me all that. <laughs> Give me lit. <laughs> like, heck, no desert. That sounds terrible. But nah, right, right, like, right. I've, like I said, I've always wanted to go, and I'm sure you are 100 percent right in that. So hopefully, I can go there and hit you up. And like, yo, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, pull up, bro. Pull up, man. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm curious, and to kind of bring back into the the video work you do. So how did you get into the wedding circuit? Free Pizza is sponsored by the Center for Visual Artists, also known as CVA. We are a nonprofit arts organization that supports local emerging artists as well as the Greensboro arts community. Please come visit us at 200 North Davies Street in Greensboro, North Carolina, inside the Cultural Arts Center in downtown. Oh man, weddings. So um, it's almost like a cheat code. When I said building relationships, like uh, my fraternity, a lot of them, you know, post graduation got married. So like I'm shooting frat weddings left and right, mm, man. Yes. And because everybody supports each other, like you're making bank. They're paying your full price. They don't want the discount. Mm. Um, I remember funding a lot of my equipment. Like uh, we talked about it in, well, not we, but y'all talked about it in your episode about, you know, the money in weddings yes. and how, you know what I'm saying, how it, it can. It can be a pain in the ass, but I love storytelling. I love to know, like, how did you guys meet? And when did you know that, you know, you know, he was the one and stuff. And I use that information to create their wedding videos. Like, I actually go, <laughs> this sounds weird, but I go on a date with them um, prior to their wedding date and just document stuff. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. So I try to pull those moments out visually uh, when it's the day to shoot. Yo, respect to that. I didn't even think about doing that. I mean, you get the full picture when you do that. So that makes a lot of sense of, you know, why you want to do that. Absolutely. And it's almost like the the same way, like you say, like, oh, I want a client, you know, I mean, they they want you to shoot it. You should want to shoot it, too. So, like, if if you get the vibe that you're like, "Mm, I'm not really into this, like, I would suggest, like, putting somebody else on the assignment. Because, like, when you really do... um, you know, care of the, these people or, or know about them, it's that, that extra 10% that, that goes forth to creating something, like, awesome. See, I'm super glad you say that because I, I personally do not like working with weddings, and I know that because I've done it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so people ask me, oh, is, is the money's great, all that. It's like, but I don't, I'm not passionate about it, so I'm not going to yeah. give you all that I can give in this environment. So, yeah, I'm like you. I have friends who love doing weddings, so I always put them in that situation to where they can, you know, do their thing, and I can kind of, you know, sit back and like, you know, do something else. So, um, right, I'm with you on that. So, I mean, you like storytelling, so that makes sense of why you give it your all. But I just, I don't know, weddings are just, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it can it can be really hectic. And now, like at this point in my career, it's like if 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 I do get on one, I'll work as a director. Yeah, and like the way we shoot ours now, it's not even like you know. I don't know. I treat because everybody does theirs differently. I like doing mine like a music video or a short film. So like I'll tell people what, you know, what frame rate we needed at and what story we're telling. We have like a we treat it just like a film set, except for there's no take two. Yeah. Heck no, there's not. I think that rush is kind of like a a, like a little bit of a drug, too. It's like you can't fuck this up. bro. Like (laughs) You got you got to know there's money on the line. (laughs) Right. Right. So that's dope. So when you say we, is that core studio work or is that just using friends? 
Um, it's core studio work. Okay. So um, we have our agency and uh, the way I want to do it now, um, locally, um, our creatives are really not getting paid what they're worth. Mm. So I took it upon uh, myself and with Corey to, you know, employ creatives, um, you know, pay them what they're worth and like show them the ropes on a more professional side of things, which is where I was saying like my dad's structure came in handy a lot. Because, I mean, it's easy to, like, you know, I'm going to shoot a little bit, edit a little bit, and I'm going to play video games for the rest of the day. Yeah. That's cool, but, like, have you checked up on your client if you have a retainer? Like, all the different things that uh, require to keeping a business relationship alive. Yes. Like, I want to be able to impart that onto our creatives as well. So when they leave the bill, you know, they, they're well-equipped to, to get whatever kind of creative job they want. That's dope. I'm, I'm curious, do y'all have any opportunities for people who are kind of up and coming who want to learn the ropes do y'all take those people in as well absolutely we had an internship program um you know we had uh master classes i'm not sure if you're familiar with frank have mercy who's also uh from the ville um spring yeah from spring lakeside he uh came and did a master class uh, a year or two ago i think and um, just like offering things to, to people to, that want to get into it, we want to put cameras in everybody's hands. Yes. I don't want to hide no location. I don't want to hide no equipment, no techniques. Like the game, the game should be free, dog. You know what I'm saying? I definitely agree because I think some people are so afraid of people kind of taking their, I guess, skills or techniques away to where they would you know, take clients from them or something like that or they would hurt their business, which is not the case. Um, so I definitely yeah. applaud you guys for doing that because that's how the creative world should be, you know? Um, right. Because, I mean, there's so many, yeah, there's not to be no secrets in this game. That's stupid. So Exactly. So I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So you do that, and um, which I think is great because you said, like, Fayetteville doesn't have a, I guess it's gotten better now with the creative, I guess, aspect of the people. But I guess with you guys, you're kind of advancing that. You know, so people can see that, oh, that's a cool route to go. I can just go a different way from, you know, basketball or music, something like that. So, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's awesome. And you really get to see what you like, too, because like if I'm head uh, shooter on a on an assignment, I'm going to bring you along with me, like so you can know for sure if you like it or not. So like, I want you to come with me for like three weddings to know if you don't like it. I want you to come mm. with me to Dream Dreamville Fest. Do you really like shooting concerts? Because like a lot of interns boy they come to me like oh i want to go on tour with kanye or oh, i want to go on tour i'm like all right let's all go. right let's go and then we we go and you know do a concert or a festival or something like that and they're like you know it's hot my arms are tired or like i can't post anything nope they belong to them like, yep there's so, there's so much that they don't know about it and i love like being able to like help just be a, a conduit to where they want to get to. Like, I, I'm not, you know, trying to be nobody's like number one blue check verified dude. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to be, you know, the 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 electricity that lights the light bulb. You know. Absolutely, and I'm glad you talk about that because I want to talk about that to people who do want to kind of shoot festivals and be with artists and all that. When you get press passes, and I know this from working Milkfest that first year. Yeah, the photos do not belong to you, and usually there's crazy turnaround times, and it's it's fun, but it's 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 hard work. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I never forget with uh, Ian and all them. They want the photos like pretty much right after the show ends, or pretty much around that time. They want the photos like then and there, you know. Right. So and, and you got another deadline over your head, like Mode Fest for sure. There's another concert taking place in 30 minutes. Dude, and you have to rush across. And you got to run to it. <laughs> 
I mean, I, was, I remember seeing people with full gear running to venues to remote fest. That, that was me. That was, that was, that was me dra- dragging, dragging a Ronin. They were like, they were like, bro, you need a ride, bro. A lot of. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you kind of give that reality to the creatives because. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair. I think you should do three weddings to see if you like it, or three concerts, or three whatever to see how it really is. So I, that's definitely dope that you do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because like if you if you've never experienced it, and that was the thing for me, like I want to make the mistakes first. I'm gonna take the lawsuit so you know that hey, when you you know get on something, make sure you see if there's like NDAs involved or mm. like if they have any stipulations or or whatever. Just like learn as much as you can. And if I screw up, I'm gonna put you on game so you don't like I I wanna be like a fast track to, you know, where they wanna get to. But at the same time, um, provide an experience that gives them that same credit as well. Cause like I don't wanna rob you of your experience. And they're just kinda like cause you you could create like entitled creatives through through that. But like I'd rather, you know, just expose them to things that they may not have been able to, you know, get at. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that's so so all the work you do now is that through core i mean do you have any personal kind of relationship as well yeah um i'm working on because men, mental health is a, a huge deal for me uh, i have an older brother um who had he's medically retired from the army he had a really bad uh plane accident Ooh, and um okay. he's he's actually fully functioning just like you and me now but i remember when he first had his accident he remember his name or what day it was or anything. So, uh, mental health is huge for me. You know, I battle with depression as well. Mm. So I have a personal project that I'm working on that addresses identity, um, love, sex, relationship, and, uh, all kind of tying it back to our mental health. That's, that sounds fun. Is that photo and video work? Absolutely. Yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. that's going to be amazing. Anytime, yeah. any ETA on that? Or is it kind of ongoing? <laughs> Uh, I sh- I should drop a time just to put a light under like a fire under my ass, but like um, I I see it as a a life project. So uh, once I do feel like a piece is uh, ready to be shared, like I, I released a snippet which was uh, this dance piece that I helped choreograph with uh, one of my homies. Um, and I don't know, man. Like it, it's it's kind of when you when you watch it, it, it kind of explains uh, you know what its what its meaning is, but it's really addressing uh our identities as as humans as black white asian Hispanic, whatever you identify as man like um okay we're okay. in some odd times and uh it's, it's it's okay for us to talk about that yeah that's dope that's amazing so when you're working with um I'm, obviously i'm going up and down instagram i've been doing it for the last couple of days to make sure i because <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of you have a lot of different kinds of work so i want to tackle as much as i can so well a lot of these portraits and stuff like I mean, is this so? Is this all like people coming to you directly, and all these musicians and all that? Like, how are you finding out about these different people? Is this obviously you go out and meet people on your own, but you're probably getting an influx of DMs and emails. So, how is this all coming together? For sure. So, um, as far as the DMs, man, like <laughs> it never fails. Like, like at least once or twice a week, I'll get like a 3 a.m. DM. Like, you shoot videos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's all been based off relationship. Um, okay. People will reach out uh, or managers will reach out and be like, hey, it's always been like homeboy hookup. Like, it's weird. Like, I kind of feel I kind of feel like not to say I don't deserve it because I, I work really hard and the work is good. But 
uh, I haven't really had to sign up or apply for anything. Like even, um, mm. you know, this this uh, new career move that I'm, I'm about to embark on now, I never applied for. What? Like, I, I, yeah. So create another crazy story. Like Dreamville Fest, we got a phone call. Like um, that's a crazy story with uh, Scott Laser as well. Like um, yeah, yeah. Uh, my job with Seagate, they called me. Like I don't know, man. I don't know if it's luck, blessings, or what, but um, I know my mom, she always told me, she's like, she's like, I've never applied for a job in my life. And she's, she's you know, in, enjoyed the same type of, um, you know, creative, exciting life as well. So I guess when you enter in with the expectancy that, like, the world is your oyster, like, sometimes you can manifest that, I guess. Yo, that's, and we'll go into more Seagate in a little bit. I want to, I want to end it on that, that good news. <laughs> But, good, good. <laughs> wow. So, and I was going to ask you about Dreamville because I saw you did that last year. Or was it the year before? Uh, was whichever one it actually? Let me see the actual date because I'm looking at it now. It, it was 2019. Yeah, it was last year. Okay, 2019. Yeah. So yeah. y'all got hit up for that through was it someone's management or was it? Yeah, I can't. I can't release that guy's name. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. But um, he reached out to Corey. They actually grew up together. He's oh. friends, and he, he works directly on their team. Uh, actually, quite quite close, quite important, if you can read into that. Yes, yes, he, yes. He reached out, and it was like, you know, um, hey, hey, I know that y'all got y'all stuff going on in the Ville. Um, you know, we would love for you to be a, a part of that. So, um, as you know, there was like a hurricane, and things got postponed and pushed back. So, um, kind of communication fell off. So we didn't get um, the passes that we were supposed to get. The communicate, like everything, was just a mess. I had already um, found a place to crash in Raleigh prior to the uh, the festival, and I'm big on fashion. So I go down to um, uh, what is that place called? Uh, Social status. Yes, yes. And there's a and there's a pop up for King Mez, who's uh, out of Raleigh, and um, shout out King Mez. And um, Mez is there, and I noticed Scott Laser, the director from, you know, J. Cole's documentary and music mm, video. Yes. I yes. was like, yo, Scott Laser, here's where I implement um, relationship. So I was like, hey, Scott, man, I'm not trying to interrupt or anything, but I really wanted to take your portrait. You're a huge inspiration to me as a visual artist. He was like, sure. I take his portrait, immediately, uh, you know, send it to him and edit, you know, with his thank you note and stuff like that. He changes it to his profile picture no. for the next for the next year, man. Bro, bef bef before um, you know the the concert, he shoots me an email. He was like, uh, "Are you going to be shooting the show as well?" I was like, "Well, we were, but like we can't in get in contact with the guy, <laughs> and I'm sure he's pretty busy right now." So um, he gave me my pass based off of that experience, just off the strength of of me being personable and everything. He was like, I really like your stuff. Like, best wishes, you know? Bro. So, and this is 30 minutes before the show. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh. I'm telling you, bro, these stories, like, I would, like, <laughs> I got a million of these, dogs. Oh, man. And here's the thing, man. People listening, you know, luck is cool. I kind of believe in luck a little bit, but it's so opportunity will always find you working, man. And that's pretty much what has been happening to you over the years. Sir. So that opportunities is. And I've heard. Uh, what is it? Um, like success is when opportunity and preparation meet. Yes. So like, you know, capitalizing on the opportunity I get from my mom. 
but the preparation I get from my father. And I think that, you know, if I wasn't interested in storytelling and documenting, I never would have gone out to King, King Mez's thing. You know what I'm saying? I never would have been going to um, uh, our Raleigh's Art Museum when they had their pop-up as well. Like, just going out to be a part and participate. So, like, anybody listening, like, don't just be uh, a contributor. You know what I'm saying? Like, play a role. Like, you know, don't just post on Instagram. Like, go to an art show. Like, mm. go meet some people. Like, build relationships with artists. It's not just, like, a spectator sport. Absolutely. I'm with that. And, like, I can't tell you, like, for that reason, I go to so many art shows. It's here and abroad, just for that reason, just to see how other people are just living and doing and yeah, I always read the benefits of just, I mean, it's also a benefit of just knowing other people, period. That's a benefit in itself, but you never know what could come with that. So that's that's awesome. For sure, man. For yeah. sure. So I want to hit one more thing before I hit Seagate, because I know it's a, some very good news <laughs> you just released. Um, it's another one of your endeavors, um, the Bokeh Boys. So what's that about? Oh, oh man. I'm really, I'm, thank you for asking about that. So uh, Bokeh Boys is uh, a project between myself and the Kadeem Booth, I gotta say the because that's my bro, Kadeem <laughs> Booth um, on Instagram. Um, we're trying to, um, oh man, like what can I talk about? I know we had a meeting the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get things in the rest. But like, it basically, it's a brand, it's a lifestyle brand for creatives. We're starting off heavily based on photography and videography because that's what we are. Okay. But um, it's a lifestyle brand. We're big on fashion um, and the the practical utilization of its products. So like you see like an old dude, you know, 67 year old guy with the, the photography vest. There's got to be like a, a dope way of creating one of those, you know, that's yes. that's fashionable and also, you know, useful. Um, we have um, programs for kids. We want to teach them how to do photography. Mm. Um, I'm trying to do some research on uh, solar technology for charging a part of these bags and equipment that we want to make. Like if I could if I could describe it, it's, it's like a a forward thinking lifestyle brand for creatives like and that's that's as much as I can say right now. Yes. But we're 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 trying to we're trying to bring tech um, and fashion together for creatives. Yo, I am behind that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Dang. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So is that is that tied kind of with core? Or is that just separate? Uh, it's separate. Um, he he works at Core with us as well. Of course, we're all like a big family, but yeah. we have uh, our personal projects and then you know collabs and stuff that that kind of spawn off of it. So it's like you know yeah Wu Tang and each one has their own mm. different out al- solo album. Meth Man Red Man do a collab. Meth Man and Ghostface do something like you know this. That's just how we're we're trying to do it, man. Yeah. We all fund each fund each other's dreams and support. Bro, that's amazing. That's beautiful to hear, dude. Well, to end it out, let's go hit on some good, a good note, a high note of you finding <laughs> an amazing job. It's crazy. I was um, my new roommate who I'm living with. I saw the news on Facebook when I was uh, when I was with her, and I was like, "How in the world did he find this during Corona?" <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so it is wild. It's kind of wild. Yeah, so, so expand um, on that. Is <laughs> is okay? So. Um, I worked for a my first corporate job. I, I worked for this. Um, I can't say their name either. But like I, I worked for a um, like a life coach type of um, organization. Okay. And um, I was doing all of their um, 
videos and content of like all oh, was that was their content creator whatever and um one of their graphic designers i uh, made really good friends with she is amazing i love her to death and um after i parted ways with their brand um you know i st stayed in contact with her so she was like hey um i got this opportunity for you i think it might be cool um I'm doing some graphic design for Seagate and they want somebody to shoot uh, some of their product. I was like, bet, this is going to be a big bag. This is a huge corporate. <laughs> like, they're, Seagate owns like 40% of the data of the world. Yes. So I was like, this is, this is like big boy bag. We got our studio. This is going to be like a game changing experience. So I got excited. Never happened. <laughs> oh, dang never happened i was crushed man because i like again like i was like got excited and i told the team i was like look this is gonna be a game changer guys get ready <laughs> you know you get a little pump up speech and then we didn't get a call back and then a year later um i got a call back and they're like hey no you never you know followed up with that but how would you like a, a job and i was like well yeah yeah I was like, like what job. yes yeah so um you know, um, I was talking back and forth ab about um, what the position would entail and stuff like that. Unknowing, un unknowingly to me, uh, it, these were like preliminary interviews. Oh crap, <sighs> bro! Like, so it was like it was it was it was pretty crazy. Like, thankfully, I you know I answered stuff professionally still, and um, I just decided to send them my resume with the um, what you call it the spec ad that I released today on Instagram. Um, that you know this is this is what i'm capable of and i'd love to be a part of the team they loved it so much they immediately uh like took my information and created an application out of it what? and then um they were like hey we want to schedule uh some interviews with our top um stakeholders it was a four-hour interview process longest interview i've ever been in oh four hours were you like talking on the panel or were you talking to a yes, panel? oh my yeah. god yeah, man, it was it was kind of ruthless because like they ask questions that they know are gonna like make you sweat, so like that's you know that was that was pretty crazy, but you know, yo, that's that's like that's how it goes. So had the interviews, um, then I didn't hear back for a while. Um, eventually, like you know the the pandemic took took hold, so they explained that's why there was a lull in communication. But I got the job. I was like, bet, 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 bet. So. Um, they asked me as far as like my offer, I gave them a number. She said, that's a little north of what we're looking for, but you know, <laughs> shoot for the moon, land of the stars. They called me back three days later and it was like, maybe like pennies less than what oh, I was asking for. Yo. Okay. So I okay. was like, y'all, y'all funny. Like <laughs> talking about it's a little north, but they, they shaved a little bit off the top and gave me what I asked for. Uh, with benefits and everything so like my job will entail doing the exact same thing i did for core studio but for a corporate business with health benefits and the works dog bro i gotta give you a round of applause <laughs> i'll put i'm gonna put some kind of applaud track on this uh interview but <laughs> yo that is phenomenal i mean what was going through your head man because i mean obviously that your world's just totally different you're going to los angeles so real, man. well not los angeles i'll be going to Sil silicon Sil valley I'm sorry silicon valley silicon valley mm -hmm. which is yeah, still like, that's a that's a big that's a humongous difference <laughs> you know <laughs> to where you are so what's yeah, going through man. your head now like the transition is it scary for you or are you kind of gonna it's you know un it's unreal dog um because i've like it's weird been all over the world to a degree but never lived anywhere other than fadeville yeah. so 
you know, this is a little country boy, naive, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed as ever, man, about to, you know, take this trip. And I just got to remember all the lessons that I've learned from people like you, Kadeem, Corey, like all my friends and family in the creative circle that, you know, have helped, helped me get to where I, where I am now. Yes. So Dude. it's overwhelming, but I'm excited, bro. I, for one, am so proud of you. That's, you know, I've... I haven't talked to you a lot over the years, and, you know, I haven't seen you a lot other than the festival, but you've definitely left a mark, you know, in who I am, and this is, I'm honored to know you, so that, that, that's that, that's amazing. Likewise, dog. We got you some pizza. I know, bro. <laughs> and, yeah, dude. Tony was like, we want some free food. <laughs> All right. I got to fit that some free food. Any swag. Like I need the I need the pizza, dog. Dude, I tell Tony I owe him. Whenever we get the sponsors and I get up to the top, like Tony, and I will get him that pizza. Yeah, but nah, man. I appreciate is, it, bro. This is cool. So when's what's the timeline of you moving? Um, that's undecided because of the pandemic, which okay. is really weird. Um, but the work date starts June first. I think that's going to be uh, pretty good in my favor because cost of living in Cali is completely different from Fayville. It's mm. like 30 times less. So I'll be able to stack up some coins while I'm here working remotely. Yes. And then uh, when I get out there, you know, it's back to work and, uh, you know, welcoming myself to Cali. Bro. Ooh. So are you taking on any com- you, any work now until then or are you kind of just focused on that? Um, quote, unquote, no, because we are social distancing. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Get the DMs. <laughs> get the DMs. Hire me. But we, we, we can figure it out. <laughs> Right, right, right. But no, nah. I actually have. Um, I'm I'm going to be filming uh, this local uh, uh, theater troupe called um, Sweet Tea Shakespeare. I'm going to be filming their plays so uh, other patrons can enjoy the tickets that they purchased ahead of time mm, uh, digi- digitally, so they can watch a play digitally. Yeah, that's amazing, bro. That is awesome news. That put me in very high spirits. You know, this whole interview was just very. It was very nice, and you seem you're so humble, which is what I love. You know, so. Mm. I appreciate it, dog. Man, I I ain't nobody but your brother, man. I'm, I'm the pe- I'm the pizza man, dog. Yeah, you're the pizza man. <laughs> now I'm gonna fulfill that promise to you, brother. But dude, this is this is great. I'm glad you came on here. I'm glad we met at work, and uh, I just appreciate you, man. I appreciate you inviting me on, man. This was definitely um, an honor to be on on the show, especially with as many dope people that as, as you've had up on the show and yourself. Like um, this is this was a huge trophy for me. Like you can't see my face right now, but I'll, I've been geeked about this like since you since you first asked. Yes, absolutely. Well, heck yeah, dude. Well, it won't be the last. I usually do uh, follow ups with people, so you'll be on here again. Oh, nice, nice, yes, nice, yes. nice. Um, so give us some information about you, your social media stuff, and then we'll close on out. Okay, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at official.tv, and the O is a zero. Mm-hmm. Please make sure you use the uh, the zero for the O. Um, and you can also, I think that's, I think that's good. That's pretty much my, my port, my portfolio. Yeah. You can follow um, core through your, on your bio. You have core and bulky boys too. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So follow, I'll link all those in the description and, and obviously I didn't ask Tony everything. So if you have any further questions, I'm sure he'll definitely answer them for you. Um, but yes, he's a wealth of knowledge. So you, I'm sure you'll be getting some DMS about how you work. Yeah. So <laughs> So, um, yes, again, thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, I hope the rest of your Sunday is amazing. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it, bro. Dude, stay safe. We'll be in touch, okay? All right, bet. All right, bro. Later. Later. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, 
SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.